Yo, 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 let's go. It's the Great Debate Show with your host, Jarvis Jeffries, along with Terrence Smith, Nick Ely. We are back and we're better than ever, baby. It's the good guys. And uh, we've got so much to talk about. This show is jam-packed. A lot, a lot to unfold. Derek Carr, he's a New Orleans Saint. Is this a good match, a good fit for both? We'll talk about it. We'll debate it. Um, what else? What else we got? Brady could possibly unretire uh, for the Miami Dolphins or the San Francisco 49ers. That is the that's the the, the rumor right now. Uh, we'll 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 get into that. Uh, no surprise at all that Brady could possibly unretire again. No 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 surprise at all there. Also, um, we've got uh, a lot of more news that, Der- that Derrick Henry with the Tennessee Titans, is being shopped around right now. The Titans are looking like they're going into rebuild mode. We, I've said this on the Great Debate Show uh, several times, that the Titans just really lost their way after trading away A.J. Brown. They've really been in rebuilding mode ever since. They don't have an O-line. They don't have a secondary. They don't have a quarterback. There's no sense in holding on to a running back in his prime, wasting his prime years. If anybody thinks that the Titans are making a dumb move, and I'm not saying they don't make dumb moves, but there were a few people earlier I saw on the on, on social media saying that the Titans, this is this is a dumb move. Why are they trying to trade their best player away? Because they have nothing else. They have nothing around him. Do you want to build around that right now? Uh, if you want to, come on. Let's go. Let's debate it. You can call in 901-308-4916. We'll be talking about the Titans in a minute. We'll be talking about Derek Carr in a minute. And um, there's uh, the basketball. Oh, so much NBA news. KD and Kyrie, or uh, well, KD versus Kyrie. Uh, they didn't have any interaction, so we want to talk about that. I didn't see anything like, is there some beef? Is everything good? They didn't interact at all. I didn't even see them make eye contact. So what do y'all think about that? Booker and Luka gets into it right toward the end of the game. Um so much to talk about. KD, is he still one of the best players in the league? Can the Phoenix Suns really win the West? Have you seen enough? Or are you convinced? We'll talk about it. But first, let's start, let's start this show with Ja Morant. Here in Memphis, uh, if you have to be here to really know, well, actually, you don't. You can watch the news. And <laughs> I see people all the time to tell me, is it still bad in Memphis? They always say things like that because they watch the news. Sometimes when you're around in a world full of hatred and, you know, just 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 hatred, 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 your heart can turn somewhat cold Um, when you come from nothing and you finally get to where you're trying to go. And, you know, life is just so much better and you're young, but but you can provide for your entire family and you've got everything you need and everything you want. Sometimes, you know, you would think that, hey, you know, you would look back on life and you would say, I am a very lucky man and I should be more grateful. Now, looking at this situation with John Morant, uh, I don't know what to say. Grateful definitely doesn't seem to be one of the words that fits him right now in this discussion because everybody knows he was seen with a gun in a video or flashing a gun or something like that in the state of Colorado. We won't even discuss or debate how we got the gun in Colorado. What really matters is that there was a gun and 
there's been numerous incidents from John Morant here in the past month, I would say, or at least the past couple of weeks. And it, <coughs> it's kind of seeming to get kicked under the rug, but then here we go again. And now they're saying Ja's going to be away from the team for at least two games. It could be longer. Head coach Taylor Jenkins talked about it. Uh, they're definitely aware of it. There's going to be some discipline, we're sure. But, guys, uh, I guess the main thing we want to start with saying is uh, what is going on with Jai? Is he trying to ruin his career? Uh, what is his dad T doing or saying? What needs to happen? Is he going to get it right? Because a lot of people are comparing this to the Carmelo Anthony from earlier in his career where he, you know, was kind of not getting it. He was thugging it out, and he had a talk with Stern, and I think it was still Stern. Yes. And, yeah, it was Stern. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they said, hey, man, we would love to have you here, but you got a choice to make. You want to be over here with us or do you want to be over there with them? And uh, we would like for you to be here, but it's your choice. And uh, Melo definitely turned it around, and he became a star in this league and, um, you know, had a pretty good career. Uh, so, anyway, will that be Ja, or will he just, you know, flush it all down the toilet? But first, guys, now that I got it all out of the way, how are you guys doing? Definitely know the types can make some bad decisions, and I, I certainly appreciate them. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say wherever they trade, um, wherever they trade Henry to, I'm putting a bid on for them to make the Super Bowl and lose. What if they trade Derrick Henry to the Philadelphia? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, right. They're gonna lose to the Eagles, but we're not gonna pick them up. <laughs> what, what, what if the Titans trade? What if, what if the Titans trade Derrick Henry to the Philadelphia Eagles also? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that make Nick like the happiest man in the world? Like, that's a two for two for. Like, man. I mean, how much are we going to pay him? Would be my question. Because he wants to get paid at this point, I'm sure. And I don't want to do that. Well, yeah, that's some of the reason why this is happening. Uh, that's some of the reason why it's happening. So, yeah, we'll get to Derrick Henry in a minute. But, guys, John ja Morant. If you want to play for $6 million, million I'd be glad to have him. Yeah, I don't think he would do that. What is he playing for right now? I don't Yeah. All right. We'll get to that in a minute here. But first, John Morant, guys, what's going on? What are y'all hearing? And um, I don't know, man. It, it, some people think that maybe John's just been in Memphis a little too long, and it's just it's, it, it's rubbing him the wrong way. And it, he's starting to act act like a, well, now I'm not going to say us, <laughs> but he's starting to act like a fellow Memphian. What's going on here? And um, this is a young kid from South Carolina that – I thought, well, if, uh, according to the jokes today, he went to a prep, a good prep school, and uh, you know, he 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 ain't really just, you know, I don't I don't know if he's really lived that life, but it looks like now he wants to live that life, and somebody needs to just maybe just grab him, and just say, hey man, hey man, cut it out, cut it out. Damn, um, they definitely gave him the eight mile treatment. I'm not gonna lie, that that one had me crying. I was that 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 was that was hilarious. That, the internet, once again, undefeated. Uh, if anybody undefeated. hasn't seen all the videos, y'all check it out. It's a lot of their own Jai. They're on his ass. Uh, but, yeah, guys, y'all go ahead and tell me your thoughts, man. Seven minutes already gone. I'm sorry. What? what, what, what what's up? What y'all think? Ter Terrence, let's go with you first. I can hear you real good and clear. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, guys, there's so many layers to this. And I um, I don't even know where to get started with it. But I, I, I want to say – First to the people in Memphis, 
quit being so offended when people are critical of the city and now of his star player. Because clearly Jar is in, is in the wrong here. But if you scroll Twitter, you see a lot of people who are trying to defend him and, you know, saying it's not that bad or, you know, I don't think he's broken any major laws, right? But the optics are terrible. And the optics are terrible because he wanted them to be terrible. He went out of his way to let, let all of us know that he had a gun in his club in Colorado at 4 or 5 in the morning. And I've got a bigger problem with that than I do with however he got that gun into that club. Right. But uh, I, I know I saw where Jamel Hill pointed out that this is the same city that killed Young Dolph. And people are people were in the comments and trying to light her up because they were saying that she's not from here and whatever. But let me tell you all something. I'm not from Memphis either, but I've seen more Memphis crime than I'm pretty sure 95% of the people in Memphis. And she's she's right. She's 100% right. Dolph was killed because he's from Memphis. The people that killed him knew where to find him, how to find him, when to find him. That's because there's somebody from Memphis that did it. And John's got to realize that he is one of the biggest, if not the biggest role model to kids in the city right now. And every time you see, you know, he's celebrating with the guns after being criticized for it, you know, during the game. Uh, he's got He's got his pistol and he... He holds his he who holds a pistol like this, by the way, you know. Yeah, Josh got to realize that he it's bigger than Josh right now. And yeah. don't play with guns. That's weak. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Nick, if anybody watching on, we're live on Facebook and YouTube live before Nick speaks. Just if anybody can hear well on Facebook live, please. If you can't, if you're having an issue with the sound. Let us let let us know, and um, I try to get the sound uh, straight here. Nick, all right, man. Look like you had to take a deep breath there. Uh, what man, your thoughts on Ja, man? My thing on Ja. So I, I'm, I, I'm not going to crucify Ja. I'm not going to
Um, and so for that, you know, the guys, some of the guys that I just mentioned, the Allen Iversons and the Carmelo Anthony's and this NBA brotherhood that, you know, the guys speak about so much, I think it's definitely time for them to step up and show that brotherhood and be able to kind of, you know, put their arms around them and say, look, man, we get that you want to, you know, go out and have fun and you got this money, you're doing this and the third, but you got to understand that it comes with a lot of responsibility and you got to make some better decisions than what you're doing. Um, I do agree with Terrence in that there's some people that are being entirely too sensitive and entirely too wanting to cover pajama man or, uh, you know, say, well, you know, we don't, you know, hold the same responsibility to rappers. Well, of course we don't. They're rappers. That's that's part of their lifestyle. That Them promoting their lifestyle continues to get them paid. Them promoting their lifestyle is going to get him his love costing his ability to get paid for what he does best. And I think people need to understand that, understand that their responsibility is, is extremely different, and so therefore there is absolutely a different standard that he's held to. Yeah, and I, before, Jarvis, before you take the hand, I also want to say what I'm not going to do and what I've been hearing other people do, but what I'm not going to do is criticize his dad. Uh, if not for his dad, there will be no job in the NBA. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna criticize T for that. Yeah. Uh, John's a grown man. John makes his own decisions. It ain't it ain't T's job to walk around with that boy and, and make sure he doesn't illegally carry guns across the country. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, so I, I, I don't agree with people that are coming at T for that. I saw a comment. I saw a comment today earlier. Yeah. Correct. Right. Nick, can it? it, it Nick, check and make sure everything is good on your end sound-wise. You're not quite as loud or as clear as, as, as T. I don't know what... Uh, y'all, y'all, y'all sound good to me. Uh, okay, okay, okay. He's he's louder than you, but it could be another reason for that. But that's fine. Um, So, yeah, I saw something today, y'all, where, where I saw uh somebody made a comment saying that T. Moran is not... He needs to grab his son and talk to him. He needs to do this. He needs to do. Nobody knows what he's doing, but... I'm kind of right. with I'm, I'm I'm with T on this too because I think we can we can blow things out of proportion we can yeah. we can definitely you know be too sensitive to certain things but just because you're looking at T always you know having a good time you know at these games and he's he's lit he's crunk you know I get all of that but it doesn't mean that he's not a good father it doesn't mean that it's his fault that Jai's doing what he's doing there are parents out there that prepare their children the best they can and set them up, you know, for, for life, for the real world. But, you know, the parents can't live the child's life. You know, they, he can't live his life. And sometimes this is what you get from that. And this is not to say that the father did his job, and I'm not saying that he didn't do it. I'm saying I'm not going to bash him because, hell, I wasn't a fly on the wall. I, I'm not a sibling, you know, to Josh. So how the hell am I to know? Uh, so I don't care about any of that. There's parents out here that do great jobs with their kids, and they still – Go out and do effed up things, dumb things. It's called young and dumb. We've all been there before, been there, done that. But uh, I know for a fact that, hey, kids can be doing silly things out there and the the parents have nothing to do with that. It doesn't mean like a father wasn't trying to, you know, do his job. So I'm with T on that. And uh, I'm sure they're going to get this worked out, cleaned up. What do you think is going to happen with Jado in the NBA? He's sitting out a few games. When they get their hands on this and they, you know, put their foot down and do whatever they're going to do, how do y'all see this playing out, suspension-wise, if one? 
Uh, I mean, I, I think the the precedent is unfortunately set with Gilbert Arenas and Javaris Crittenden. Uh, so I think that if there's something that is concrete, they have to go with that. If that's not the case, I say, man, look, give them ten games, fifteen games, uh, and let's move on from it, and let's hope that, but let's hope that he is moving on from it. Yeah, that's the main thing. If if he is not going to do what he's supposed to do, listen, no, no matter if he gets one game or a hundred games, if he doesn't man up and be, become become more of a grown man uh, and, and handle his responsibilities, he won't be in the league much longer. So it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, th- these types of things don't don't get better if you don't make them better. And uh, you know you have to legitimately look at some people around you that you probably grew up with and that have been there for you, and you have to tell them, hey guys, we can't do this anymore. Yeah. You know you have to this 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 whatever this fascination is with guns that he has, I promise you, I I, I would love to. Uh, let him ride around with me one night. You know, I would I would pick up the news banner one more night, just let him ride around with me. Let's see what Memphis really looks like when those Grizzlies uh lights are out of the form. Yeah. You know, let's let's go let's go down a couple of these streets over here in Fraser or, or North Memphis or South Memphis. See what Memphis really looks like. If he's not willing to, to like pick up their responsibility and do better, um, it won't matter how many games he gets. But I say ten games honestly is enough. 15 games is to me is the max, but I don't know what that precedent is going to look like. Yeah, yeah the thing about the precedent is the precedent applies for less than outstanding people, right? That, apply, that applies for the Javaris Crittenden of the world. And Gilbert Arenas was outstanding, but he, uh, let me rephrase, but it, does, it doesn't apply for the elite. John Moran is, a, is an elite conversation as, as it pertains to the superstar that he is in the NBA. So the NBA doesn't want to give them a 50-game suspension. I don't, I don't see that happening unless something something more uh, egregious than what we've seen already comes out, uh, whether it be from the from the uh, Denver police investigation or if he does something else or whatever the case is. Um, provided that, that this is the height of, of where this is going to get, uh, I, I would say 10 games is probably the max. Um you know, if, if it's found that he did bring the, bring the gun on the plane, on the team plane, I could see where, you know, that suspension could become, uh, I would I would probably guess it would come conveniently at the beginning of next season as opposed to, um, you know, anytime meaningful in this season, meaning near the back end or, or the playoffs. Obviously, he's going to take a couple of games that he's taking now. Um, I can see the possibility if, this, if the Denver investigation goes quickly, that he could serve, you know, an eight-game suspension right here in the season. You know, the two games that it was initially forecast to be could turn into eight. Um, you know, and then, like I said, provided that he, that he walks the line from there, I would think this would be the end of it. I, I would like to believe this would be the end of it as well. Um, you know, just being in a city like Memphis and John being the star that he is um, and the influence that he's able to have, I would certainly like to see that continue for, for quite some time as opposed to yeah, being well, unfortunate. Uh, okay, well, well let me let me play devil's advocate for just a second. Uh, are we also taking into the account taking into account the previous incidents that he's been a part of allegedly, especially to me the most egregious. Right. Oh, yeah. To me, the most egregious thing would be the situation in Indiana, where somebody from his somebody from his camp allegedly pointed a laser at the Pacers team. 
Well, there's also an incident where you know, he was know, supposed to hold held a, a, a team. There was also another incident. Isn't there another incident of him, you know, putting a gun up to a the face of a teenager or something like that? I don't know if he put a gun to a face. Well, of maybe him, not he, a gun, or they he, he kind of roughed him up, or he done something. He he punched he he, he punched him, and then he went and, he went and got it and brandished his gun. Okay, okay, that's 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 another incident. Now, so, now, if, if that's true, I don't even know. I don't. Why would a 17-year-old threaten him anyway? So you're telling me a 17-year-old said, I'll light your house up instead of I want your autograph. No, 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 no. Who, who, who said that? The 17-year-old or Ja Morant? Okay, so basically you're saying a 17-year-old said they would light a superstar's house up instead of, I want your autograph, Mr. Morant. They were playing a pickup basketball game in his, in his backyard, and the game got aggressive, and then that's how they ended up in a fight. And then after the fight ended, or after Jar ended up punching, I don't know if it became a fighting per se, but after that, the kid said he was going to come back and light his house up. John went inside and got the gun, and, you know, whatever, whatever. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that... My, my thing is, why are you finding yourself in that situation? You yeah. have no business being in a situation like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's some things that he needs to stop doing. That there, There's a lot of things that he can no longer continue to do that he probably used to do before he became the one of the faces of the league, if not the face of the league now. That's just what yeah. it is. Everybody started to really, this season, last it started last season, but this season, they've really started to separate him from the other you know players in this league and everybody has really elevated him up their list to where it's like hey man i've even heard Stephen a go as far to say this brother here this young brother will be the reason why the grizzlies will be in the western conference finals can they get to the finals is that that's another thing and now we don't know what's going to happen now because we don't even know what will happen with job but um I, I just think whatever happens it maybe it'll be for the better in the city of Memphis, because I'm sure he'll have to do some type of community work, community service. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Something good comes from that. Some type of charity event, some type of organization that he puts together, fundraiser. I don't know. Something good maybe should happen, can happen from this uh, in the community uh, here in Memphis. Lord knows. We well, let me tell you, use it. he'll have plenty of opportunity because gun, gun violence in Memphis, they go together like, Fish and spaghetti. I, I, exactly. My point exactly. He went the Michael Vick route, but obviously as it pertains to guns. Yeah, yeah. And this is... Yep, and not trying to say one is more than the other, more important than the other, but right now, what's going on in Memphis and this gun violence, This would, that would be... Say, it would be huge. That was definitely more important. I love dogs. I got two of them at this point, but I, I'm going to pick the humans. I right. didn't want to say it out loud, but yeah, there you go. I agree. Uh, but yeah, all right. So, so, so real quick before we get into the uh, the rest of the NBA news, before we leave the city of Memphis, the Memphis Tigers had a game yesterday on Sunday. Uh, I mean, against uh, Houston, the number one team in the 
country. Uh, this is their second time playing them, I believe, at least. But uh, this was a close game. It looked like Houston was going to run off with this thing, and Memphis said, hold up. No, not so fast. It was a good game. They came back and made a hell of a run immediately after halftime. Good adjustments made. Penny Hardaway, the, the coaching staff, everything seemed to look like, man, the Tigers could actually win this game. I don't know how much we'd be talking about them right now had they won. I'm sure they would have been all over TV beating number one Houston, but they didn't. But they only lost by a buzzer beater. So I'm trying to tell you guys I was impressed. And some of the things that you guys have told me uh, behind closed doors, not while podcasting, I've kind of told you all that I disagree. I didn't think you were right, but maybe you are about his recruiting. I didn't even have an issue with the coaching for the second half of the game. So all I'm saying is that even though the Tigers lost, this team do this team does look like they can make some noise in the tournament. Uh, so I just want to know what you guys think in March. March Madness is approaching here. Are the Tigers going to make some noise? What do you predict them? You know, what do you predict their exit to be? Last year, I think it was Sweet 16. Um, Can they get past that? Can they get further than that? I like the backcourt. They got two guards um, in, um, uh, I can't think of their names right now. Kendrick Davis and uh, Lomax. Davis and Lomax. They're not bad. They're all right. Um, But, man, Houston's got a guard. That Shed guy, he's good, strong, quick, all of that in one. But Houston, man, I'm telling you, the Tigers gave them all they could they could handle. So this tells me that maybe Memphis is good or it's just, just a good conference game, and this is the reason why it was like that, and they'll probably still get smoked when they play all the other good teams. Just let's start with Terrence first. What's your take on the Tigers and uh, from that game uh, Sunday against Houston? Yeah, yeah, no, man, I uh, I really thought that Memphis was going to beat them. Right, like I think when I looked up, Memphis had five, six point lead, maybe like they were like five, six minutes to go. Uh, that's why I was so shocked because I, I was working yesterday and I and I asked you guys if Memphis pulled it out. I was very shocked to hear they lost by a buzzer beater because I legitimately thought they were going to win that game. And you also have to keep in mind the first time they played, they were without Kendrick Davis and I think a couple other more people. Uh, so that's probably why Houston won a little, a little more decidedly against Memphis the first time around. And I definitely believe that Memphis can make some noise in the uh, in the tournament. They probably should have gone to the Elite Eight last year. I still say they kind of got a little bit of a screw job in the second half of the game. Um, but I do believe that they can still make some noise this year and get to the Elite Eight. And who knows what they can do from there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, that was a tough game yesterday for sure. I mean, I, you know, when you talk about it, I think back to the conversation that we had in regards to, to Penny and, you know, kind of all those things. And, I just, you know, I looked at the way those some of those guys showed up yesterday, specifically Kendrick Davis, and to say, you know, that's the kind of talent that he's able to recruit. Um, and it's just, it, you know, I think I give credit, you know, to his growth as a co- as an on-court coach. Um, because at the end of that game, in the 67 to 65, shows they did a great job of playing defense um, and being able to stay in that game. And so... Uh, kudos to Penny, kudos to them. I'm looking forward to seeing them in the tournament. Um, I would look forward to the opportunity for them to play Houston again in the in the upcoming ACC tournament uh, next week. And so, uh, you know, you know, we may see this again, and you know, may see them actually come out on top. 
and uh, obviously help their seeding going into the NCAA tournament. I look forward to them having a good tournament. Okay. Um, Memphis Tigers, uh, they are – they've got seven, eight losses, but, again, they look pretty good, and I just thought I would bring them up because we don't do that enough, and I figured we keep the topic in Memphis for a minute. Uh, the Tigers, I think they definitely could make some noise, though, in the in the uh, tournament. And, uh, man, if they ran into Houston again, I don't think Houston would want to see that because that third time, you just know, the Tigers would probably get them. Always difficult. Always difficult. All right, so uh, we will keep it moving. Um, I want to get this line back going here. I don't know what happened there, but we, we're going to keep it moving and um, – the first thing I, we're gonna we're gonna go back to is the best team in the NBA. Uh, who is that? And and the reason why I asked that question is because, hey man, I know a lot of teams uh, just recently, you know, made trades, and so everybody's trying to gel, get their chemistry back. I, I get that. However, um, you know, we have seen three, four, five games with some of these uh, teams. KD um, undefeated in Phoenix so far. Um, at one point, the Clippers were 0-3 uh, with Westbrook in the lineup. But now they finally got a win also. So basically, I'm, what I guess what I'm saying is that the Celtics look good, but they can't rebound for, for the most part when I'm watching them. The Warriors look like they're back. And then the next minute, it looks like uh, maybe not quite yet. But the Nuggets are still the top of the West. Um, Philadelphia, they were making a run, but then the Bucks are back. The Bucks are doing their thing. Uh, who is the best? It's just, it's wide open to me. And that's why I asked the question, um, who do y'all have as the best team in the NBA right now? Just one. Nick, you want to go first on that one? The best team in the NBA. I'm, I'm a, I said on the status earlier that I think it may still be the Celtics, even though they lost to the Knicks yesterday. The Knicks have been on a hell of a hot streak. Um and that I think and the Celtics like, gave up gave up a twenty eight point lead to Brooklyn. They did. Um, the Celtics had a, had multiple opportunities to win that game yesterday, and it cost a good friend of mine a, uh, a good good amount of money. He was highly upset. Everything else in the stick hit. Boston lost. Uh, I, I'll share that with y'all a little later. Good job, Knicks. <laughs> but, <laughs> Who'd you uh, get for betting against my Knicks? <laughs> right. <laughs> but. Um, the more I think about it, I, so the question was, who is the best team in the NBA right now? And so with that, I would probably have to stick with the Boston Wait, State. I'm sorry. Hold on. I didn't mean to cut you off. It wasn't Teddy, was it? It was. I apologize. <laughs> Dog, screw you, Knicks. <laughs> it, was, it was Teddy. It was. It was. I, I, I denounced my Nick fanship for that. <laughs> did, did you show your ticket? Did I show it to y'all? No, I hadn't seen it. How much was it worth? 1200 We'll make yeah. that back. We'll make that back. Don't worry. It was, about it. We'll it. It, 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 it's the one I won on. I, I just took that line off. Mm. Yeah. We'll make so that back. Don't worry about it, Teddy. We'll get yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go back to that. Get it back. But um, the team that I would say is the one people should be most worried about as we head down the stretch into the playoffs, the same team has been basically every year for the last half decade or so, Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry's coming back healthy. Clay Thompson seems to have found his stride. He's starting to look like Clay Thompson that we're used to. Uh, you, know, you know, Draymond's been back and kind of doing his thing. And I don't see a reason why, particularly with the West looking the way it does, it, it 
could beat them in Phoenix in the Western Conference Finals, and I, I'm not entirely convinced that Phoenix beats them. Um, you know, one thing that Golden State does well is that, is that they they put their depth together pretty well, and that's what Phoenix is lacking. Um, they got Gary Payton Jr. back, or uh, Gary Payton III back in the uh, in the trade a, little, a couple weeks ago from Portland, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they they, were, they could be oiling up and getting ready for another playoff run. So that's the team I, I would say is, is people should be most on alert for. Um, you know, headed out the stretch. All right. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll Terry, do you can only say that the, that the best team in the league is the New York Knicks. I'm leaving. He's not Wouldn't do that. I just I just announced my fanship because of because of Teddy. I'm so sorry, Teddy. <laughs> okay, but listen, y'all. I am going to say that there is no best team in the league. Hmm. Nobody has told me that they're just so so much better than everybody else that they can win convincingly. And. It's kind of a rarity for basketball because typically in basketball, you pretty much know the most of the finals possibilities before the season even starts. But this has been a year, man, especially in the Western Conference. Like, if Golden State were to go and win all, uh, what would that be, 12 games straight and sweep like three, you know, that's possible because nobody has, has proven me to me that they are just better than Golden State. Nobody's even proven to me that they're better than Sacramento. Like, I don't know who to pick out of the West. And, you know, I think it's probably a toss-up maybe between Boston and um, Milwaukee over in the East. But neither one of those have shown me that they're just convincingly better than the other teams. So, and even right now, Boston looks like they're struggling. But, I mean, teams struggle. But, you know, to me, you shouldn't be giving up 28-point leads to the Brooklyn Nets, who just traded away their two best players. Um, It's rough. to, To me, the answer is there is no best team. Because, like, even Denver, Denver's first in the West, and Jokic is about to get his third straight MVP, but nobody's, nobody convinced, that, nobody's convinced that Denver, that the Denver Nuggets are the best team. No, and, and, I, know, find, and, Memphis, I, and I find that hard to believe. But, well, I, I don't find it hard to believe. I think well, the main issue is that, for whatever reason, people are not wanting to give the Nuggets the credit that they deserve or they feel they're, they're being a little slighted, just a bit. And I don't know why. They are. Um, hey, they are. I, I don't know if it's because of Jokic. It's because of Jokic. Is it it's because he's of not Jokic? fast. He's not muscular. He's not. You know, he doesn't look like Superman. He he he, he looks like a big plain old country white dude. I mean, yeah. it's the reality. So, it, you know, that doesn't resonate with us. It seems like it seems like nobody has a problem with putting Luca on a pedestal. Not saying he doesn't deserve to be. He's a bad boy. But it seems like for whatever reason, people are kind of giving some pushback. With with Jokic, and from what I see, if there's anybody that should be put on the pedestal, it's the back to back MVP winner. Working, yeah. working and, on three times, working on three straight, and the guy is putting up 40, 20, and 10, 40, 15, 10, 40, 17, 12. He's doing this like it's nothing, he's doing it like it's just pick up a scrimmage game or something. I mean, like, that's a bad dude. So that's uh, bad, dude. Uh, and if not, anybody watches, why are we going to be so surprised that the Nuggets are the champions at the end of the season? For some reason, I, I, we, we I, just I, don't want to buy. We don't want to buy into I, it. I can tell you why. Well, I, I can tell you what I heard, and I can't remember who it was that I was listening to say it. But it was somebody who, who opinion I respected. This guy was NBA, you know, former player, I believe. Okay, but he was saying that, and it's something that I've noticed, but I, I, I couldn't put it in the words the way he did. The game changes when you get to the playoffs. 
So the things that Jokic does in the regular season, they look great. But all the shots that he gets his teammates become harder. So the 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 mid-range shots he normally gets might as well be three-pointers. The three-pointers might as well be at half court. You know, they, they become more contested. Um, the passes are harder to get off, kind of those sorts of things. Yeah. And part of the reason that's the case for him is because he doesn't necessarily have that athletic, dominant, take over the game, goes, you know, look, I got to go get 45 tonight. I'm going to go get 45 tonight, and y'all going to get on my back, and we're going to make this thing work. You know, rather than him being a guy that and, – and, and it's great that what, great what he does that he goes out and regularly gets 25, 10, and 10, 25, 12, and 10, 28, you know, 14, and 11, or whatever he does, you know. It's great that he does it on a regular, but when you get into the playoffs, sometimes you need that guy you get a ball to and say, okay, you got to go get 45 tonight. We're going to plug in what we can, and you got to take us home. And Jokic doesn't give the impression that he has the ability to do that. Okay. Yeah, but I but I think what people have to remember is that even last year, they were what a third or fourth seed last year, without Murray. Yeah, without Murray. There you go. No Murray's or, back. Or Michael Porter Jr. I think he was out too. Wasn't or Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, he was. He was without his two best players last year. So that both of those guys. MVP and he, he deserved that MVP and he deserves this one too. Yeah, and so now both of these players are back and they're still not. And they're, and they're in the first seed. And Even they're in the first seed, like no victory. But and that's what I'm saying. But for whatever reason, we're still just looking at that. Like, yeah, okay, we're we're doing the Denver Nuggets. They're doing the Denver Nuggets, I would say, because I, I I bring them up. We do mention them here on a great debate show. But they're kind of treating the Nuggets like we treated the Minnesota Vikings all football season in 2022. During that 2022 season, we said, hey, yeah, the Vikings are number two in the NFC or whatever. They're right behind Philly, look record wise, but. And, yes, Justin Jefferson is the baddest man in the league, but we still didn't buy into it. We never gave them a chance. We never took them serious. And and then they went and laid an egg very first playoff game against the Giants at home. I think the Nuggets are a little more serious than I think the Vikings. Are the Nuggets are a little more serious? Okay. Well, I take them a little more serious, but I definitely, I definitely, I get the analogy for sure. It was a good analogy, and I'm with. Yeah, it definitely was. Well, they're gonna. Was, they're, I got a little more faith in them. Yeah, they're gonna play seven games. I mean, the best of seven. So yeah, they're definitely gonna get more than the Vikings got. It's just one and done in football. I mean, but uh, I mean, I mean, who's the AC right now in the West? You got me. Uh, maybe like Minnesota or something like that. Yeah, I mean, they, they'll beat Minnesota. Or the game, who knows what the play-in game will be like? Yeah, whatever, whatever. Well, any of those play-in teams, they'll, they'll win the first-round series. I, I, I'll ride with that. I don't unless, know. Unless, unless, like, Dallas falls into it some kind of way. I think they're at six right now. So, but I'll so say I think, this. I, I think Dallas is up to four. But if, if Dallas tries to play into it, then maybe they won't beat Dallas. I think Minnesota beats them. I do, too. I think they no, can. I don't see that. I think they can. And, and it would be for the very reason why nobody's giving them enough credit, why nobody's, you know, why is, again, not saying they're the Vikings, but they are, they're not royal respected. I mean, they're not getting the love that they should be getting. They're not being, they're not taken serious. Why is no one taking the Denver Nuggets serious? This could prove why if the Minnesota Timberwolves at that eight seed, if they are the eight seed at that time, you know, would have knocked them out. They're a hot. They're beginning to be a hot team right now. They come into the playoffs. Hey man, yeah, I could definitely see it because the matchups actually probably will work in the Minnesota's favor. So I could see that. Not saying it would happen, 
But uh, that would be some nice money to be made, though, if we got an eight to be the one seed this year. And it would be lovely if it would be Timberwolves, which, of course, we know the bet that me and Nick got going on. If you've been listening to the Great Debate Show, we've got a nice bet going on right now uh, as far as where the Timberwolves will finish in the Western Conference by the end of this 22-23 NBA season. I just, just put a little actresses in this thing real quick. Okay. The West is a gridlock, uh, first off. Um, five through nine are separated by two and a half games. The, the Warriors are five, Timberwolves are six, Mavs are seven, Clippers are eight, Pelicans are nine, and, and Pelicans are nine. Who's eight again? That, Eight is the Clippers. The Timberwolves are six right now. So right now I'm winning my bet. Right now you win it. I told you. I told you they were making a run. Yeah, but but they're making a run from last week to this week. Now they're at the spot that I want them at. Now I need them to get a spot higher. The Clippers Clippers are. The Mavericks and the Clippers are both a half game behind us. So how confident are you that they are able to maintain (laughs) a lead over the Mavericks and the Clippers? Uh, well, 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 I'll say this. They look like a more complete team right now. The Clippers can't seem to get it together. They can't seem to figure it out. Maybe they will. You've got the Dallas Mavericks who are entertaining to watch offensively. But, man, let's be real. They lost a lot of depth to get Kyrie. They still don't play defense. They still don't rebound. Nobody in the league rebounds, it doesn't seem. Nobody in the league plays defense. So, I'm with T. There is no so best yeah, team in the league. people scored 30 yesterday. There's really not a best team in the league right now. I don't see any clear dominant team, so I gotta go with T on that one. But uh, Nick, we're let's let's wrap up the basketball. Uh, Dame is snapping out. He's scoring forty plus damn near every night. Uh, uh, KD and Booker look good as expected. They're not doing anything they're not expected to do. So let's not get carried away there. Uh, Chris Paul is getting open shots now because of this though, and I need him to do a little more. I know he's thirty eight. I know he doesn't have um, – he's, he's he's on about a quarter tank of gas right now. I get it. But we need him to, we need him to do what he can do in these one-on-ones and not just facilitate the offense. It's time to get a little more aggressive. He started to do that at some point in the fourth, uh, but he couldn't make the shot when I needed him to toward the end. But uh, we'll see what the Suns – I can't say that they're, gonna, they're the favorites of the West. I can't come out and say it because I don't see enough defense. I don't see enough rebounding. And that goes for Boston. That goes for Phoenix. That goes for Dallas. That goes for maybe William Jones is right, Nick. Terrence, maybe William Jones is right. Maybe it is the Bucks. But, again, to me, I'm with you, Nick. It depends on what Chris Middleton shows up for the postseason. So, I don't see a clear team right now. Hell, if you ask me, the Lakers can make a run and really turn this thing sideways the, the the way they've been playing anthony davis is showing us what anthony davis could really be like if he stayed on the court we've, we've kind of forgotten because our minds are a little foggy you know he's been in street clothes for so long but look what he's doing when he's not in street clothes they're playing pretty good basketball and uh the lakers got an impressive win on sunday against the warriors uh in in san francisco at that without lebron um, so that was impressive, I thought. The Clippers did get a win with Westbrook and so on. But uh look, as good as the Mavericks and the Suns looked on Sunday, there's not enough defense in the league, period. 
I don't know if any of these teams, it'll just be shootouts throughout the whole postseason from what I see. Nobody's stopping anybody. If there's one team that plays defense as well, I guess that's still Milwaukee. Um, I like Boston too, but damn it, they don't rebound. They don't rebound yeah. at all. They they get out rebound. I watched somebody for the Knicks get like three or four straight offensive rebounds on the same damn possession. Like what the hell? And the Knicks are the Knicks have won nine straight. I guess the easier question should have been who's the hottest team in the NBA. Then we're gonna just say the 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 blue and orange because the Knicks are balling right now. I said early on in the year, early in the year, Terrence. You might have a reason to cheer for your Knicks again. I said that. Terrence said, be quiet. Don't want to hear it. Knicks fans are so, you know, I understand. They're so cautious because they don't want to jump the gun. They don't want to jump out the window. They tried it so many times, and then they realize, oh, sh- this bungee jump ain't working. <laughs> it's not working. But they're playing good. Brunson has already over-exceeded the expectations expected for him uh, in New York. Barrett, uh, Randall rejuvenated. He stepped in the Steve Urkel chamber. He came back out. Um, the Knicks are playing good basketball. Give them credit. Thibodeau, he always gets his teams to play hard, work hard. If there's one team in the league that's not taking days off, not taking nights off, not taking games off, give credit to Thibodeau and the Knicks. Because they will play, and they play hard every single night. You don't have to worry about, is this guy playing? Is that guy playing? Everybody's playing. Not that, not that they have a mega star, but everybody's playing. And and I like the players that are, R.J. Barrett, I think, was one of them, that are coming out saying, so was uh, uh, my boy in Minnesota, Edwards. They don't like this stuff. They don't agree with it either. You know, where these guys are not playing games and fans are just wasting their money. Uh, but that's enough of basketball. I don't have a best team in the NBA right now. Neither does Terrence. And, Nick, you you went with who now? Boston's the best. Golden State is the most dangerous. Who's the best again? Boston. Boston. I, I had to make you just say one, Nick. Just one. Um, and, 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 <laughs> but it sounds like you're telling me we're going to have the same NBA Finals matchup. As of now, that's what you're telling me. You said Boston and Golden State. I heard two teams. So. Depends, depends on which Chris Middleton we get. Gotcha. I, I definitely think that matters. Okay. And, and it depends on how much of a factor the, sun, uh, the Warriors' death is against the Suns. The fact that the Suns have no death, that's, that, that's, that should bother any right. Phoenix Sun fan or anybody that wants the Suns to win. They gave up, they gave but, up quite – they're so damn good on offense. It might, it, it might for most against most teams. It's not gonna matter. It does when you can't stop the other team on the other end. It does if Aiton and uh, Mikael Bridges and these other guys aren't gonna step up. They got to do something. We know what we're gonna get from KD or Booker. Who? Oh, he. Bridges is gone. Okay, well, whoever it is, whoever it is that's on the floor that that plays in that position, I know Aiton needs to do more. Paul has to do more. I'm not asking for him to do a lot more because I understand he's not the same Chris Paul, but he needs to do a little more than what he's been doing. He started to show up a little bit in the fourth, but, hey, you know what's going to happen with the other two, and they're going to get some double teams. They're going to get some trap. you got to take advantage of it. It's time for these guys to make plays. I'm not saying they're the best in the West yet. I don't know what to say. I don't see who the best is. 
Nick, we got some football stuff to talk about, though, if you were, uh, if you want to go ahead and jump into that. Uh, if you've got everything in front of you on where we want to start, I know Derek Carr and Derek, 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 both the Derricks, Derek Carr, Derek Henry, they're making the news. Uh, what are we starting at? I mean, I think if you can see me here, I made it clear where we're going to start. So it's not going to be for me to start. Uh-huh. It's going to be for Terrence to start. It's gonna, and we will let Terrence get it started off. Uh, you know, things are looking very ominous in Baltimore when it comes to a future with Lamar Jackson that includes Lamar Jackson. Um, I'll let Terrence kind of give us the news on on the latest and uh, maybe his prediction on how he figured feel like this will end up. Doesn't seem like it's going to end well. Everything you hear, everything you read now comes out saying that, hey, they are still far apart on the deal. And uh, as of of this recording, they are about, what, about 10 hours away from having to slap the uh, franchise tag on them. And looks like they're going to go with the non-exclusive tag, which will allow allow teams to negotiate with them and come up with deals. And they get an opportunity to match. Uh, Dark times in Baltimore right now. Hmm. I don't see you know, I, I, my my fandom is on the line, I, I, and I stand by that. I'm not, I'm not about to sit by and root for a team that can't sign a star player because of what. Like I still haven't heard why they haven't met him on his contract. Yeah, you're not, understand. you're not going to, you're not. And, going and then, and then, you know, and even, and even despite the contract, uh, they've been so lackadaisical uh, getting good receivers over there. It's just. Seems like pure negligence, and uh, you know I'm going to need for for general manager the Costa to uh, step up to the plate and and really talk to me personally, <laughs> call my phone, <laughs> and let me know why one we couldn't put good receivers around here. I'm I'm saying that excluding Bateman and Duvernay, I like both of those people, both of those gentlemen, but they both got hurt this year. And um, and, and they both get number twos at best. And Bateman yeah, spoke. I agree out, with that. Bateman spoke out he about did. the whole thing. Yeah, the contract. Yeah. He did. And, and more importantly, why couldn't we get him signed last year? Let alone having it wait to this year. Exactly. I want to start mine by saying I'm a little bit disappointed in y'all. Don't trade him to the Eagles. Oh God, no, I don't. I don't want to do that. Uh, I'm, I'm good where I'm at. No, no offense, Lamar, but I'm good. Um, I'm a little disappointed in y'all. What do I feel like, Lamar? Nah. <clears throat> Uh, particularly, particularly you, Jarvis. If I'm being honest about it, because you Be are the resident hosts, are the resident hosts who likes to find the behind the curtain workings and the things that the the coincidences that may not be so coincidental, right? <laughs> right. So I started thinking through this thing, and I'm going, why are the Ravens so comfortable lowballing him to the extent that they are, right? And then I started looking into this non-exclusive franchise tag thing compared to the, the exclusive franchise tag and how the money works out. So if he owned the non-exclusive tag, that pays him $32.6 million a year and allows him to go negotiate with teams, you know, that would want to offer him more, obviously, on a long-term deal. So if your basement is $32.6, how high does Baltimore think the ceiling is going to get? The next question I ask myself is, because of how these things may or may not tend to work, what, what is Baltimore doing behind the scenes to ensure that the ceiling doesn't get but so high? 
Is it possible that they have had conversations amongst the owners that say, hey, for whatever reason, they don't want to offer this guy the kind of money that other play other quarterbacks of his similar accomplishments have been offered. Well, remember, Nick, we've already discussed that, um, and Dominic Foxworth said it, and it's true. I don't want to hear it, but this is what they're actually doing. 31 other owners have said, after what the Houston Texans, I mean, uh, after what the Cleveland Browns did, the contract that they that they gave Deshaun Watson, I'd be damned if anybody gives a contract out like that again. Especially, which, which I, I understand that, but, but, but. What I'm saying is that even if that's not so, if that's the case, then that means they're trying to keep that for all to keep that plan for all the quarterbacks, right? But we have no, but but nobody is thinking uh, this Bengals deal could get a little iffy. Uh, this Chargers deal could get a little iffy. Uh, this Eagles deal could get a little iffy. Everybody looking at that, going, yeah. And what do none of those three guys have that Lamar Jackson does? An MVP in this league. You know, and so Joe, Joe, Burrow, Joe Burrow obviously had a Super Bowl appearance and, and damn near made it to another one. So I give him that. But, and, and as Jalen Hurts now has, has a Super Bowl appearance and, and was run up to MVP. But Lamar Jackson went out and did it. He was a unanimous MVP at that. Um, you, you, you took the time to build the entire offense around him to set it up for him to succeed, with the exception of not bringing in the receivers to help him succeed, which didn't make any sense. But at any rate, at any rate and then you don't want to pay him to be the leader of the offense you build, or you only want to pay him a certain amount. And so the way that you keep be able to keep him within that range is that there, I would have to believe that there are some conversations happening behind the curtain that they're saying, okay, Hey, if, you know, this negotiation gets blah, 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 and maybe it gets to 42 million and that's the highest in those teams are willing to go. And now we can match that. And Lamar now knows, okay, my value is 42 million a year as opposed to maybe the 45, 50 he may actually be looking for. Well, Nick, maybe those same conversations behind the curtains are the same type of emails that were saying, don't sign Colin Kaepernick, don't sign Colin Kaepernick, don't sign Colin Kaepernick. I am not blind to the possibility that there is an, there could be an element of Lamar Jackson being colluded. Too black in comparison to a Patrick Mahomes a or even Wilson. a Sean Watson. A Russell Wilson. Even a Sean Watson, for that matter. He, he has different problems, but not that problem. And yeah. It's, yeah. It's disturbing that I have to term it as a problem, but that's something we all understand. And, 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 and I know all the listeners are saying right now, so what? What the hell does that have anything? But we know. We know what's up and how they do these we things. We know what, time, has to do, what they can have to do with it. Has anyone ever gotten paid like this then for being, so to speak, too black? <laughs> I mean, was Michael Vick that? No? Oh, yeah. They, they, they found out on the back end that Michael Vick was that. On the back end? They found out oh, that. Okay, okay. Yeah, because they paid him. Because they paid him beforehand. Yeah, yeah they found out after their contract. Like, hey, dogs. <laughs> to be fair, I'm not suggesting. Mark Jackson would do that, yeah. um, but you know, there's there's an element of I, I believe where some owners would look at him and see him in the vein of a Michael Vick, or even more relevant to what we're talking about right now, a John Morant. 
You know, I mean, Lamar has, has himself been seen hanging out with a couple of rappers, and it doesn't, I haven't seen anything with him with guns, don't get me wrong, but he's hanging out with the element of people who are allowed to, you know, enjoy those kind of things a little more freely. Yeah. Um, and so I can see where the owners would, would might have the side out to him, like, ah, y'all might want to watch it. I think. Well, I mean, I, I think the, the 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 curse of Lamar is that uh, out of all of the black quarterbacks, he's always been the poster boy for the mobile quarterbacks, the blackest of the black quarterbacks. Also, and I'm not I'm not saying that to be funny, but that's you know uh, all of the 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 vitriol, all of the hatred, all of the disrespect that black quarterbacks have gotten. He's gotten the majority of it over the past. Uh, <laughs> over the past three or four years, you know, people are still out there saying that Lamar can't throw. Nick had to turn his camera off. Come on back, Nick. Come on, Nick. <laughs> what is, Where are you going, Nick? Come what, on now. What is he so? What is he so cracked up on? The, the, that that part about the, what, about Lamar into, being the blackest of the black. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I got a picture up behind me. Okay. So I looked it, up and it, it just, okay. yeah. it just hit me. It was. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't think of another way to say it either, other than the way, the way I kind of, I, I kind of said that in my, I had Dave Chappelle playing in my head. Yeah. I, 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 in my head, I saw him next to Patrick Mahomes, and I went, "Damn." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I had Dave Chappelle in my head, darkness, black evil. <laughs> and it's like, and, it, and it's like in their heads, they got two or three different pixies that they're looking at, and one oh, looks absolutely. like one looks like Russell, one looks like Patrick Mahomes, and then there's. It's got it's a Peter Griffin color scheme, and he's way at the top. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the Peter Griffin meme with the with the with the little color chart? That's what I was talking about. Yeah, the Peter Griffin color scheme scheme, and he's way at the top. I haven't saw that. Uh, And and Lamar has never gotten a fair shake. No, never gotten a fair shake. No. You know, I I I legitimately blocked Clay Travis for uh, for clown for talking about Lamar not being able to throw. Right. And all the bad things Clay Travis has said on Twitter, I blocked him for that. Maybe you should. Clay Travis. <laughs> oh, I, I know about Clay Travis. I, yes, I, I was going to yes. say, baby, of all the things he said, that's the one that got you. That's, what, that's what ticked me off. Screw him. Clay Travis has said shit, man. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say this, guys. I think, and we'll, we'll, we got to wrap it up here. Uh, we'll try to get through a few more of these segments, but I think that Lamar Jackson – We'll get the non-exclusive tag tomorrow, and it and it'll probably happen pretty early tomorrow. However, that gives that still leaves the window open for him to make a deal with other teams. For other teams, watch how many teams it'll be at least a handful that that would immediately reach out. Hey, we'll offer this, we'll offer that, and the Ravens are not gonna offer. I mean, they're not gonna match one of those big offers. They'll get the first and second round pick. I mean, they'll get two firsts. Or maybe a first and a second, and um, no, they'll get at least two firsts and probably more. But the problem is they're going to have to play chicken with Miami, and that's the one I think they might lose. If Miami can afford to pay him, they're going to play chicken with Miami, and I think I think that's the one they might lose. Well, there's well, one you, talk, you also talk about the uh, Atlanta Falcons who have almost sixty million dollars in cap space. They have a lot now, of money, out, and they're going hard. You can't outbid you know, Atlanta. They're going to be very aggressive, yeah. Yeah. If, if, if it comes down to a bidding war, they lose them. But if it comes down to I want to play I want to play for a team to where I can get paid and I can still go some places because there's more talent here, call me crazy. And Atlanta is a good match. It is. It's a good fit. 
But, man, in the NFC, it's Atlanta, but I would say first the Washington Commanders. And I think Eric Bieniemy already knows that they are going to land Lamar Jackson. Why, why else would you talk to Baltimore and Tennessee but not take either job and then go to D.C.? I think they're going very hard for him, and I don't think they'll have to go as hard as the Jets would, as the Dolphins would, because they're in the NFC and they already know you want to ship him to the NFC. I think him going right down the road from Landover, Maryland to, no, no, Baltimore, Maryland to Landover, Maryland, man, that's a, that's a pretty, pretty easy, quick trip. It's just a hop, skip, and a jump. That team is already set. The defensive line, pretty solid. The back end, pretty solid. It's a good defense. They beat the Cowboys. They beat the Eagles this year. Um, the Washington Commanders, well coached. Front staff, they're regrouping. I know Snyder and all of that stuff going on at the very top, but they're regrouping. And um, the blackest of the black quarterbacks with the races of the racist owner. Now that. But they've got a black GM. Right? They do. They have a black GM now, and on top of all of that, let's not act like McClar Terry McLaurin and, and, and those other guys aren't better than what, you know, a lot of people think. They don't have a quarterback. They've been struggling to find one. You get Lamar over there, it's going to be the NFC East will be the best division in football, in all of football, if they can get Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lamar has never even seen a receiver as good as McLaurin is. That's what I'm saying. My point exactly. That's a huge upgrade compared to what he's had. Think about Lamar Jackson in a division with Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott. And I don't know about Daniel Jones, if he'll be there or not. He's asking for 45 per. I guess we'll quickly get into that, too, here in a minute. Uh, well, last time I saw they were close to a deal at, at around 40. Okay, okay, 40. I don't know what the number should be for a guy that underachieved for most of his rookie contract. And then finally, in that fifth-year option year, he, he had an average season. He had an average season, and now he's asking for this. I guess what we should be debating is what the hell is Daniel Jones smoking uh, more than just hey, is he worth forty million, forty plus per or whatever or not? But again, the NFC East would be stacked if they do that. As a matter of fact, when they start taking bets on where Lamar Jackson will go, because it's coming, I, I got mine on the Commanders. Um, uh, Jarvis, it's not, it's, it's not about what Daniel Jones is smoking. He's supposed to ask for a lot of money. The problem is that he's about to get it. What, what would you call fair money for, for Daniel Jones? What would you pay him? I guess for, I know 40 isn't a – no, 40 is still a lot. It's still a lot. That's a lot. So, so That's if, a lot. I mean, Aaron's getting 50. You're telling me that Aaron Rodgers and Daniel Jones is $10 million difference? That's, it's a, there's only a $10 million gap between those two as an 20. own talent or between the ears. or Come on, man. Yeah, 20. so I mean, I, I, look, 30, I'm okay with 30. Because I you know the number, because the number has went money. up. What, what is backup money, T? 20. 25? Nah, backup money is lower than that. 15? That's, that's, what, that's what he should be getting. I, I, I was good with 35 for Dan Jones. I'm good with 35 a year. 40 seems a little bit much. That's that's a lot. So what I'm, we, I'm good with 35. So we're gonna give Daniel Jones 35 million. What are we gonna give Saquon? 15. If we're keeping both, we're keeping them both here. 
We're keeping the what, team what, together. I mean, I mean, say, say, say Quan gets top of the market money. What is that? I, I think it's somewhere between 12 to 12 to 15. What did Richard Caffrey just get? Well, the, the Giants are probably in the top three, top five as far as cap space, I'm sure, then, well, right? Hey, hey that's, that's your boy. What did Chris McCaffrey just get? Saquon? Uh, no, no what, what, did Chris, what did Chris McCaffrey get? Oh, oh, he's. I think he's at 12. 12 per. So, yeah, I'm, I'm about to look it up real quick. But, yeah, if that's the case, then. I think it's 12. That neighborhood. Okay. And again, that contract that McCaffrey's on. That's a couple years old. No, no, he got a new one with y'all, though. No, hell no. No, he ain't signed back yet. No. Okay. He, I don't know how the hell we can do that. I don't even know how the hell we can. <laughs> Getting 16 million. I still don't even know how they can keep him. It's going to have to be a restructure in there somewhere. It's going to have to be. Uh, but I'm sure they'll, they'll work it out. But, nay, I think it's like 12 per that he's getting, so. Um, and, and I'm not saying Saquon's not worth that, but are you comfortable with paying Saquon 12 to 15 per? And Daniel Jones get 40 or 35? Because he's not going under 35 just because of the way the market has moved. He he can still say, I went to Minnesota and beat the second seed in the, in, in the playoffs. He can say that. Now, I know it didn't look good the very next week, but that team went to the Super Bowl. The week, the first playoff game, though, hey, he did look like a star. He, he kind of looked like a star. But that's one average season, like like Terrence said. So, anyway, I don't want to spend but too much time on Daniel Jones, you. but you're right. You can't spend too much time on Daniel Jones because because no. we know Derek Carr is coming up next. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, spend more time on Derek Carr. I'm, I'm so glad you knew, Terrence. I'm glad you knew. Derek Carr is getting five minutes. <laughs> we definitely should have got to this a little earlier, but yeah, come on with it, Nick. What 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 what's, yeah. what we saying about him? Derek Carr signs a four-year, $150 million deal with the New Orleans Saints. $100 million guaranteed, 60 fully guaranteed, 60 or 70 fully guaranteed to sign it. Um, I thought it was a great move for the Saints. I think it definitely puts them at the top of the NFC South, which is kind of like saying that you're the best of the garbage. But he's at the top. Uh, I, I get a home playoff game. There you go. Um, you know, uh, with Chris Olave. Uh, looking as good as he did last year. Alvin Kamara, of course, will be back. Um, ideally, Michael Thomas will be back. Um, you know, and of course, uh, Dennis Allen, the coach that drafted him in the first place. Um, so there is a bit of a relationship there. If they can get that thing rolling, as I've said a number of times on the show, because a lot of people disagree with me, I think Derek Carr is about the 10th best quarterback in the league. And I think he's a guy that you can win with if you could ever get some consistency um, at, the, at the head coach and offensive coordinator positions. Um, and get some consistent weapons around him. And certainly if he's got a healthy Michael Thomas and if Chris Olave continues to build on what he looked like last year, uh, the, I would definitely consider those the best weapons he's had uh, in his career, along with Alvin Kamara in the backfield. Obviously, he had Devontae uh, this past year, um, but just has a collection of weapons. You know, it was Devontae and then uh, Darren Waller was hurt a good bit. Uh, Hunter Renfro didn't quite look the same. Josh McDaniels is overrated as a coach. Um and so I, I think he's got an opportunity here in New Orleans to kind of revive his career and uh, make him a legit contender here. Maybe maybe not this coming year, uh, but in the next two, three years, you know, if, if he sticks around, I can see that. Man, look, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I, I just I ain't got the faith in Derrick Carr, man. I, what what have, what have I been calling Derrick Carr all season? Religious Jacob. Religious Jacob. And he just finds ways to throw dumb picks at the wrong time. Jacob found Jesus. Yeah. Jay Culler found Jesus and changed his name to Derek. 
<laughs> but uh, no, nah, man, listen. That man had a number one run game last year. He had a good tight end with a top five receiver. And they didn't make the playoffs. I think the tight end was out for most of the most of the Tight end was probably out for most of the year. That's fine. That's that's fair. But still, you got a quarterback with a number one run game. And you don't even make the playoffs? As a matter of fact, you're eliminated from the playoffs by like what, like week twelve almost? I mean, they they made a little run there, and they and they had an easy schedule. You know, we were looking at the last uh, six, seven games ahead, and was thinking like, hey, they might run the table. And we look up again, and they're they're eliminated from playoff contention. Most of that goes on Derek Carr, so I'm not impressed. I don't care where he goes to. Did I just uh, did I, I don't, did I just hear Nick say that, did I just hear Nick say that Josh McDaniels may be uh, overrated? As a coach, oh, not, oh, not maybe he is okay. Okay, as a head coach, absolutely, yes. that could have something to do with it a little bit. I, I'm just trying to just yeah, not not to mention he's a six one that Derek Carr's had in nine years. Yeah, but you know what? I didn't, I didn't hear that excuse made for people like uh Jason, uh, was it Jason Campbell who was over in, in um Washington, over in Washington, and then uh, I think he ended up in Oakland, uh, which you know quit, would eventually become Las Vegas. I didn't. I didn't hear that excuse made for him or uh, somebody else. They had a lot of coordinators. I just. I'm sorry. Derek Carr was not good. Alex Smith started his first five, six years of his career with different coordinators every single year. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. De- Derek Carr was average. I'll say this about that him. That ain't going to cut it. I'll say this about him, and I'll be brief. Derek Carr, I'm kind of like T. He's all right. Maybe I'll give him a little more credit than what Terrence will. Just a little bit more, but. I do think he's a top 10, 11, 12 quarterback in this league. He's 10, 11, so or 12. Yeah, he's 10, 11, <laughs> or 12. But this is the best fit for him, I'm not going to lie. I know some people are saying, wait a minute, Jarvis. It's not like he had a lot of options. No, he did not. Saints, it was going to be Saints, Jets. That might have been it. Um, I think Jets might have been a better we, option. We heard there were a few other teams. I don't, and here's my reason why. I don't want to be in the same division with uh, the Buffalo Bills, and uh, and the Miami Dolphins, you know. Yep. And in the NFC South, again, as you all were stating earlier, just a minute ago here, there's no competition. That's the worst division in football, probably right now. Well, the AFC South is probably the worst. Then the NFC South. No, it's probably mm-hmm. is the NFC South. It probably is the NFC South. Brady's gone. Because yeah. the Jaguars will be good for sure. So we don't know what Tampa Bay is like. Jacksonville may actually be the top team in that division in the AFC South. But as far as the NFC South, Brady's gone. Carolina's still in rebuild mode. Uh, Atlanta, they're still in rebuild, remode, rebuild, reload, whatever mode you want to call it. They're not ready yet. Not just yet. So him going to the Saints, a team that has the best overall roster in that division. It's a good, solid defense. Defense is legit. We talked about that last offseason. We just didn't know that Jameis Winston would be out and Andy Dalton would play most of the year. We didn't see that coming. It is what it is. They don't like him. They don't like him. They're going to release him. All right, cool. But now that they've got Carr, who is serviceable, they still got Kamara, we think. Um, They still got Michael Thomas, we think. Uh, We think. But stop tweeting, dude. You didn't play football at all, really. And you're tweeting like you're happy. And then week three. The man played in three seasons. And then week three, you'll be, yeah. 
on injured he reserve. He ran that slat in three years. I don't know what the hell happened to him or who snatched his soul or what. He caught a couple early touchdowns. Man. He had like two, but two or three touchdowns in the first game of the year. After week three, uh, once again, he was shut down for the season for the most part. And it's like, damn. It made us look bad, Nick, because we had high hopes for the who that nation. We really thought the Saints were going to do some things. We had them sweeping the Buccaneers. And that defense was good. But they got injured early. And then they came back and got healthy. And the last five, six games of the season, it was like, this is the same team we thought that we were going to see. But they were injured. They got back healthy. That defense is good. They still got Kamara. They still got maybe Taysom Hill, who will be doing his gadget stuff in the backfield. They've got some young speed it, as far as the receivers go. Man, Derek Carr will be fine. I think this was the best job for him. Better than the Jets because of the AFC being much stronger, much tougher, and that division still better. I, I, I like the NFC South is bad, and the NFC isn't that much greater. The whole conference. So, I mean, when you think NFC, you think the Philadelphia Eagles, the San Francisco 49ers, and whatever. Not much else. Who, who, yeah, who else you got? Because the Dallas Cowboys, as good as they were, they've got a little revamping to do, though. They're, they're losing quite a few uh, people in free agency if they don't get it together, tag the right people, sign, re-sign the, the right people, restructure or whatever. So I think that's a great fit for him. Again, you'll get a wild card appearance, maybe a wild card victory, because he definitely needs to win a playoff game. If he can't win a playoff game in the Superdome, then I think that will confirm everything that Terrence has been saying. He definitely needs to win a playoff game. He will get one probably that they will be winning the NFC South now, and the Saints could be back here. Lattimore and all those guys are still balling. Don't get it twisted. Uh, so I think it's a good a good move for for them. But again, don't expect much. All right, there's still a ceiling, and I know where that ceiling is. And you know, I'm just saying, don't get too excited because he will bump his head. And that Derek Carr, I mean. Uh, that's still my a sister game. Christian. If you're listening, I'm trying to pull these folks up on your Saints, man. I got, I got Jarvis a little bit. Terrence, he's he ain't coming yet, but I, I'm gonna get it. I mean, I'm gonna keep it real. He went to a good team, a good defense. It's solid. He's not a bad quarterback. So yeah, it's it's a good look. It's actually going to make them look much better than what they really are. But then by postseason, by December, January, you'll realize that they can be beat and they will be beat because of him, though. I think. But the defense will be good. And, uh, again, that div- that division is going to be pretty bad. Uh, uh, yeah, that division is going to be pretty bad. Carolina, maybe. But, yeah, I got the Saints. So, good look. What else? What else, Nick? Uh, one one hour, 14 already. Wow. We, we, uh, there's more things to touch, though, I'm sure. Um, yeah, NFL-wise, a couple of things. Obviously, uh, of course, we, we – uh, Talking pre-show at least about uh, Derrick Henry potentially being on the move. Uh, Titans are shopping him. Uh, Cortland Sutton of the Broncos, uh, he's potentially on the move. The Broncos are quote unquote quietly shopping him. Yes. This is not that quiet anymore. Once the media, <laughs> that's kind of dead. Um, Geno Smith resigned with the Seahawks. Uh, I was happy to see him get a three-year deal there, 105 million dollars, I think it was. So uh, about 35 million a year for him. Good deal. Seahawks did the right thing. Now I, I, that, that's a that's a good deal. I think on both sides. Yeah. Um, good deal. Happy to see it for Gino for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think those are the big ones that we, that we saw up there. The Vikings were going to release Eric Kendrick. I saw that. Um, 
Jarvis, how does how does Baby Brother feel about Derrick Henry possibly being shipped? Um, Baby Brother says that I'm glad you brought that up, T, because he sounds a lot like you with the Lamar Jackson thing. Even though I tried to explain to my brother that it's really not that's not the reason why I would hang up, why I would give up on the Titans, but I understand your frustration. But it started with the with the AJ Brown trade. But because of the yeah. AJ Brown yeah. trade, that is the reason why you have this domino effect. And that's the reason why Derrick Henry has to get traded now, I think. It's time to give him a little bit more money, I think. The cap hit for this year may be a bit larger. Do you want to give that to a running back that's aging? Still good, but we're not going anywhere with this good running back because we don't have enough around him. There's not enough talent to surround him. So it's time. I don't know why people think that the Titans should be in reload mode. Reload how? Aaron Rodgers is not coming there without D-Hop. D-Hop's not coming there without Aaron Rodgers. So and none of these people are coming just because Derrick Henry's there. You know, the O-line is terrible. None of these veteran quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers or Brady would dare think about coming. Lamar Jackson either in a in a trade. Uh, so, I mean, like, there's no reload. It has to be rebuild. And basically, T, to answer your question, he says if Derrick Henry gets traded, he's done. And he's dead serious. I, 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 I feel him, but I want to read to you guys something that I, I came across earlier. Hold on one second. That's why I have my screen. Uh, okay. Like Because I've got to search Twitter. Okay, here we go. And the so, tight. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You ready? 2022's number one top cap hit in the NFL, $38,600,000. The player, Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. 2023's number five top cap hit in the NFL, $38,600,000. The player, Ryan Tannehill. Hmm. The Titans traded away A.J. Brown last year and are now shopping Derrick Henry to afford Tannehill's top five, uh, two top five cap hits in the last two years. That's the problem, and that's why I don't um, I don't um, fault your brother for not wanting to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. They paid a mediocre quarterback when they should have been looking for a better quarterback anyway. Yeah, uh, I still buy that, and I still say they they were not going to win with Ryan Tannehill. But that team was a quarterback away from being a not just being a great team, but from winning a Super Bowl. They should have treated him that like the Baltimore. Difference. They should have treated him like the Baltimore Ravens are treating Lamar. And that's said, how they should have been treated. They they gave Ryan Tannehill his money without question. And that's why the general manager, former general manager, John Robinson, is fired. Because he... And Sean Michaels will say he had to hit the bricks. He had to hit the bricks. <laughs> he did. But that's good stuff, T. Glad you said that. I got that one. Glad you said that, though. Because <laughs> that, that, that does explain why they're in this predicament right here. And... But again... They, that's how they, GMs get fired. That's how. And that's why he's fired. And, and this now that new team... GM, that He's team happy. has to totally rebuild. And if I'm Mike Vrabel, I don't want to be a part of another rebuild with this organization. Get me out of here. And he shouldn't be. And that's why I thought that they would have hired Eric Bieniemy as OC, and then he gets, hey, now you're the head coach. Anyway, maybe next year. I say they try Vrabel one year under the new GM, and I think he says, mm-mm. I just saw what Bieniemy did with the, with, with the commanders over there. He's, he's about to be a head coach. It's only going to take him one good year. To call plays away from Andy Reid, and he's a head yeah. coach. Um, we know Steve Wilkes will be a head coach probably after one season with the 49ers because that's just what we do now. You know, we bring in a D.C. There's already a pretty good defense there. 
you're a pretty good coordinator. It looks good. All right, head coach. It'll happen again, just like D'Amico Ryan, just like Robert Salah. Uh, I certainly but, hope so, because he should have had a head coaching job already this year. I know, I know, and that's yeah. why that's yeah. why I know it's going to happen, though, this time, because he went to the right team. That's why I was happy that he went to the Niners, because this is going to make you look so, so much better. You know, you're good, but now you get the call plays for this defense? Oh, man, I think it's going to be better than D'Amico Ryan's. I really do. He likes to do some exotic blitzes, but he – there are rumors that the Niners are looking for a, a top free agent. I mean, a top uh, safety in free agency. I don't know who's available, and I don't even know what type of dollar amount they will be looking for because the Niners ain't got a lot. But they know how to restructure contracts and free up some space. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, my brother says he's done if they do this. And like I said, I, I, I get it. But, again, I understand why they're trading Derrick Henry. They have to, but again, Terrence just gave yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, if you trade him now, you never trade him. That's right. Yeah, and you got to do it now. You got to get something for him while while you can, because right now people still think that Derrick Henry is King Henry. When they take that king away, you're not getting what you could get now. So yeah, let's just go ahead and let's just go ahead and see what we can get for him now. Fix that offensive line, and uh, maybe you can see what happens with Malik Willis. They definitely paid Tannehill for too long. Um, yeah, Titans shopping. Where before we move on, where is the place? Where is the place? The one team that Derrick Henry goes to, where it's like, whoa, the internet breaks. This is dangerous. What's the one team where he could go where we're all shook? Nick, Nick can't. One team that Derrick Henry could go to, and Nick doesn't have anything, anything arrogant to say about his Eagles because he's shaking. He's a little shaky, like, damn, I didn't see that coming. If that's even possible. But where can, where that, can team, that, that team doesn't exist. I'll go ahead and burst your bubble now. That, that team doesn't exist. I feel like it's Derrick Henry away from scaring me into oblivion. Um, the team I think he would be the most beneficial for, that he would make the biggest difference for, uh, I think is when we discussed it in the pre-show, and that would be the Buffalo Bills. Um, that's the one thing. That's one of the things that I think was the, the most glaring Omission from their offense is a solid running game and a, and a running back that uh, you know at least put a little bit of fear in the in the uh, in the opposition. And obviously with the with the run style that Derrick Henry has, that pounding, you know he he definitely would be fine in a uh, in a cold and snowy environment like Buffalo, um, particularly as it can be in the playoffs. So uh, that's the one I think would be the be the scariest addition would be if he went to Buffalo. Uh, not for me, obviously he's in he's in AFC as opposed to NFC. So I wouldn't get to the Super Bowl anyways. Um, and even if I did, you know, that doesn't that doesn't just strike fear in me to the level that I'm sure Jarvis would like it to. So uh, everything you just said is 1,000% correct, which is why I believe when the season starts next year, he will be a New England Patriot. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think Derrick Henry would like that trade. Yeah, I think I think when the season starts next year, Belichick is going. Belichick is going to look and say, "Hey, look, this team can't run the ball in the cold. We played them in the cold. We only ran. We only threw uh, two passes and beat them. So why not go get the guy that they they don't want to tackle at all? Hmm. You know, I'm in mean, the highlights. He's got to get Buffalo slaying their guys to the ground. Yeah, Josh Norman is just the, the beginning. Of that. It's just tip of the iceberg. He's stiff arm him right out of the league. <laughs> 
we thought so, Josh yeah, Norman was I, the best corner in the league for one season. Right, and so I, I believe there's all the more reason why Derrick Henry might end up in um in New England. Hmm. One Buffalo, one New England. So my guys think that uh, Derrick Henry will definitely be in the AFC East. I think if they do trade him, well, they're going to trade him, it looks like it. I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, he's going to go to the NFC, I'm sure. If he goes to the AFC, it'll be a team that really not going to do anything or make any noise. So I don't see that happening. But what if... Derrick Henry was traded to the NFC. What NFC team would that be? Well, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have already released um, Fournette, so they could use a running back. I don't know who would be on the center, but um, that team still looks pretty good on paper. So that's and the because best you don't know who would be on the center, it probably makes more sense for you to lean on a running game. There you go. Another reason. Um, the Bucks were big on Garoppolo, we heard, but now not so much. It looks like it's the Raiders now that wants him. So I don't know who the quarterback would be for Tampa Bay, but I could see him going there. They need a running back. He could also end up going to Atlanta. That's another. Boom. Thing. I was wondering if you were going to say that. Yep. And I'm, yeah, Arthur Smith, uh, a lot of familiarity and they, and they, there. And they went out of landing Lamar and Derrick Henry. Oh, now, now, now that right there. Now, Nick, you stopped it now. That right there. <laughs> That right there should have you a little scared, Nick. It should because we've got Lamar and Derrick Henry in the backfield. We don't know what they're going to add. We don't know what the additions will be through free agency and draft and the draft to make that defense better. I can tell you the, now. The report is that they believe in, in Drake London and uh, um, who's the other receiver they got? I believe in him too. Yeah. Cal um, Pitts. Cal Pitts. The tight end. The tight end, yeah. But I think they got another receiver that they actually like a little bit too. That's London. There's there's another guy, too. I can't think of who, but man, they're fine. And Arthur Smith is brilliant at calling these type of plays. He did, he did this with Tennessee, Mariota. It had people thinking that he may, that he may could be a franchise quarterback at that time. Even for the first half of this season, this past season, he had you thinking that Mariota still belonged as a starter in this league with the Falcons. Yeah, me thinking that. But I'm just telling you how he runs the RPOs. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good play calling. He does it at the right time. So I'm just saying. But, h- however, I think that, yeah, if they were able to pull that off, they would be giving up a lot, though. That would take – both of those would take trades. So, now that would be that would be crazy. Uh, who would, They should get – whoever the GM is, he should get general manager of the year if they could pull that off. That would be two trades. So I don't see that happening. But just Derrick Henry to Atlanta alone – that's possible, or Tampa Bay. So I guess he'll be in the NFC South. I can't think of another team that, uh, you know, now I know the Rams, if they've got anything left to give, they will give it up uh, for the for the, for the the big guys. That's what they do. If Stafford's coming back healthy, uh, they don't really have a running back. Akers, I don't know what they're going to do with him. They're in and out on him. The other one's gone, I believe. So, hey, maybe the Rams will be a destination. I'm not sure. But he's getting traded, and – I'm, I'm going to say it's an NFC team while you guys stick with the AFC East. Uh, all right. And, again, Jimmy Garoppolo to the Raiders, that's the talks. They're about to go hard on him. So, I don't know why that came out after Derek Carr got signed. I mean, we knew he we knew the Raiders weren't going to bring him back. They let him go. But now it's out. 
What else you got in football, Nick, before we wrap this up? Um, uh, one other thing, just a little, uh, you know, finally the league kind of did something right. Uh, speaking of kind of uh, former, at least now former Atlanta receivers, now with the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Calvin Ridley did get reinstated today by the NFL, so he'll be able to continue this year. Um, I thought that that the idea that he was waiting on it was a little bit ridiculous. Um, you know, once I get it, that he fed on the games, whatever, he wasn't even playing in them, wasn't even with the team. Uh, Service your suspension when he comes to reapply. If he hadn't done anything else, let him play. It, it took a little too long, in my opinion, but uh, glad to see it for him. The Jaguars may may win ten games, eleven games next season. Y'all want you want to bet on it? Uh, hmm. Wait till the schedule comes out, then we can talk about it. Yeah, let's see the schedule. But it looks like I'm, I'm just I'm just joking, man. I got I got a lot of faith in the Jaguars. That was that was just my one Calvin Ridley joke. I had to get it out of my system. I got you. I got you. I got I'm, you. I'm not saying how I missed that. I'll be honest. I'm a little disappointed in myself. I, I did too. I did too. Uh, because I right always, we always try to have something going for the next season. So I was busy it's, caught it's, up in that. But it was the RPO man. Y'all were looking for the wrestling reference, and I, I faked the handle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You faked. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, that um, that is People good. Red slant to Michael Thomas. It is good that Ridley's back though, and uh, he's back in the league. He's reinstated. <laughs> That's all good. Um, so much more to talk about. We didn't even get to talk about the combine. Who was more impressive? It seems like the quarterback of for the Florida Gators seemed to get uh, most of the most of the hype for for this weekend. Uh, Anthony Richardson, his vertical, yeah, Anthony Richardson, his vertical, and all of that right there. I don't know what his forty time was, but uh, I didn't get to catch much of the combine. I don't really do the combine anymore. Um, not that it's a waste of time. But it's not whatever Damari Smith said. It's not yeah. It's not used correctly anymore. So look, what I think we it do was though. Mid four four fives though. Come again, Nick. I think it was mid four fours. He ran in the forty. I think it's. I think his vert was a little north of forty. Okay. Okay. But now that the combine's over, we'll start focusing more on the draft. Uh, starting next week, who's who, uh, mock drafts or whatever. Feel free if y'all want to at least do the first one round or at least the top half of round one. Drafts, trades, whatever you want to throw in there, we're going to have a little fun with this, and we're going to do a mock draft, and we're going to try to see if we can put some of these players where they belong. The Chicago Bears are trading their number one pick. They who's are going to get that? Who are, who's, who's going to get that pick? Can't wait to find out. We think it'll be Houston. Uh, Lovey Smith, they already had it, but Lovey Smith said, nah, <laughs> nah, you, you about to fire my ass, and you think I'm not – they don't have the number one pick now. Maybe they'll jump back up and get it. Who knows? We'll see. Aaron Rodgers, is he going to the Jets? It sounds like people are saying Green Bay's fed up. They want an answer, and they want it now. That's what I'm hearing. And also, they think that Aaron Rodgers is either going to be a Jet or he's going to be retired. So we've came from, ah, he's not going anywhere. He'll be a Packer, as always. To he may not even be a Packer at all. He's going to be a Jet or retired. I don't know if that's true or not, but we'll see. Derek Carr, he knocked the first domino down on, on Monday, signing with the Saints. So now it's up to Aaron Rodgers. We'll see. Garoppolo, I guess he's just kind of just, you know, I don't know if he's waiting or um, I, it, I think the first day of free agency, which is what, next Tuesday, I believe. Um, 
is it the fifth? No, it's the fifteenth, I believe. That's the day that people can sign. But I think the twelfth is the day that they can. I think next Tuesday, I believe, is when everybody can just start talking or whenever the twelfth is. Garoppolo will probably get signed as soon as free agency hits or opens up with the Raiders. Derek Carr is a Saint. Keep in mind, Brady could unretire and go to the Dolphins or the Niners. John Lynch has said that it, they will look at a veteran quarterback. They may have to. Brock Purdy had a lot of swelling going on with his elbow, so he postponed his surgery. He's finally going to have it this Friday. It's not the Tommy John. It's still the six-month rehab. However, guys, it's it's March. So now that, you know, he didn't get it in February, like it was said, now it's March. So now that six months takes us right into the season. The regular season has started. He's not going to be ready week one. So the Niners have questions. And my issue is, or my question, I guess, would be, and and I know we got to get out of here, but my question would be is why in the hell is Trey Lance not even an option? It doesn't sound like he's an option. You have to find out if Trey Lance is your franchise quarterback before somebody else does. Because what if he is a franchise quarterback? And you gave all of that up to get him, and then you – let him go, and he still turns out to be everything you thought he was going to be. Yeah. At least well, they, at least find out before you let him go. Okay, we blew it. We messed up. He's not that good. Okay, but we had to know. Find out, though, before you let him go and, and watch him shine, you know, as a Houston Texan or as a Miami Dolphin or as a, I don't know, you know, as something, as a Baltimore Raven. Hell, who knows what'll happen if they don't keep Lamar? So my whole thing is that. Oh, it doesn't matter. He won't be a Raven. He He won't even be a Raven. Yeah. As 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 Magic Johnson said, I won't be there. (laughs) So so NFL, the NFL, the league needs to take this as if they're listening to the Great Debate Show. But if they are. If anybody's listening, you need to understand this. I've already stated that I have a brother that may actually quit his Titans if they trade Derrick Henry because this is just one too many mistakes by the Titans on top of the A.J. Brown stuff, on top of what Terrence said, how they were given, how they had all these cap hits to pay Ryan Tannehill, who is still just a serviceable quarterback in this league. He's average, but that's it. And then Terrence here, host of the Great Debate Show, is saying that he is done with the Ravens if they don't get this Lamar Jackson thing done and figured out. What I'm trying to say is, NFL, if you're listening, y'all got to stop doing all these bogus things that don't make sense. Fans are waking up and fans are saying, hey, I'm going to hold you accountable for that. I'm not, the hell hell I'm going to get these season tickets (laughs) this year and, and this is what you're putting on the field? Man, please. It, it, you know, I mean, like, the Baltimore Ravens, without Lamar Jackson, again, they played a great playoff game. They did everything but get the quarterback sneak. We know why they didn't get that or why they didn't go for that. They didn't have him on the field. Um, the Ravens are probably saying you're not durable and you haven't did this, 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 and that when it comes to passing yardage. He can say you hadn't gave me this, you hadn't gave me that. I, I don't know what their issue is and why they're going back and forth. But they're not close. It'll be a tag. But, man, these players should stop 
agreeing to those CBAs. Um, but yeah, guys, team, league, stop it. You're losing fans like this. People are literally saying, F, F this. If you don't do this, 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 and that anymore, I'm done. And I get it. I get it. I am really just waiting on the 49ers to win another Super Bowl so I can say I'm done too. And they probably never will, though, so I just probably need to just leave it alone. But they jerk us around every single year. Uh, this year, I can't really blame too much on anything other than we ran out of quarterbacks. But, I mean, man, NFL, you got to do better. There's no reason why. There's no reason why. If I'm the commissioner, I'll step in and say, hey, man, uh, sign this. Well, what's, what's that, Mr. Goodell? It's Lamar Jackson's contract, damn it. Just sign this so we can get up out of here. The Ravens, you're going to lose all your season ticket holders. I mean, I don't know. You got to do something. You got to do something. Uh, I'm predicting that Lamar Jackson is a Washington commander with Eric B. Enemy, and John Harbaugh will retire. Um, he just – now, again, depending on what the load is that they get for Lamar Jackson, I could very well see this organization easily turning it around, getting the most out of those draft picks, getting the most out of the veteran free agents that they'll get, and it won't be many but it'll be the right ones at the right positions. You know how they do. And he'll have them ready to play. But I know that's not enough of you, Terrence, because you had a superstar that could win you championships. And you don't, you won't have them anymore. So I get it. But just know that the Ravens, I'm more confident in the Ravens turning their haul around if they lose Lamar Jackson versus the Titans because the Titans have so much more to build on after they get rid of Derrick Henry versus – your team, who still has a solid defense, especially with uh, Roquan being locked in. That that's a bad boy. Yeah. But that's more reason why Terrence is leaving, because Roquan Smith got signed in four days, and <laughs> Lamar Jackson can't get a contract in four years. It's, it's, that is – at least you know where, you know, they think their bread is buttered. <laughs> that's what sure. it seems anyway. But that's all I got, Nick. Was there anything else you had on the football, or did we cover most of it all? That's it, man. I think we ran through everything that matters. Okay. All right. Um, uh, let's see. Next week, next week, we'll see what's going on with Jai, and uh, we'll get more into, um, you know, who's that better team in the NBA because right now me and Terrence aren't sold on anyone. So we'll, we'll, we'll dive back into that. Free agency frenzy starts next week. Somewhere part the middle of the week or early in the week. Where are these teams going to be, players going to be signing? Um, Robbie Gold, if anybody's looking for a kicker, Robbie Gold is not staying with the 49ers. He said that over the weekend he will be testing free agency. The only thing I can say is deuces. Um, and uh, what else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Oh. You got your hat. Get your coat. You got your hat. Get your coat. There you go. One more thing, oh, though. On. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa uh, was on Richard Sherman's podcast today. And uh, take take this. I know, right? Take, <laughs> take, take this how you want with a pinch of salt or whatever. But he said, don't be surprised if he's playing with his older brother next year on the 49ers. And Richard Sherman said, are you saying that Bosa could be a 49er? Joey Bosa? He's, and he 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 can he kind of again confirmed it and repeated itself like I know a trade or whatever would have to happen, but don't be surprised if if I'm playing with my brother or whatever we're teammates next year. 
uh, this has been kind of sprinkled around, but only mostly in the Bay Area. I've heard these rumors in the new in the past few years, but there's no way it could have happened. It never came to fruition. But now that Bosa is older, and I mean Joey, he's getting older. He's starting to be, you know, plagued by some of these injuries. He's nicked up a lot more. He probably could come at a cheap price. I don't know what the draft hall would be for him, but it wouldn't be crazy. It wouldn't be much, I wouldn't think. So I don't know. Take it for what you want. But he did say that to Richard Sherman on his podcast, and uh, I'm not sure. Now, a lot of times players just say things, and they're just just saying things. But uh, George Kittle's been asking for a second bye week for a couple years now, and uh, he he ain't getting that. So sometimes players just say things, and it means nothing. But, again, he said it, so I I have been kind of hearing it. They need another pass rusher because they got one or two that they're losing to free agency. So if they could get Joey Bosa in for cheap – what do you all think? Would that be dangerous to have Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa as these bookend pass rushers? Um, I don't know how Jalen Hurts would think about that if he had to see that. Nick, I don't worry about it. I don't know. Play with, him, play with him like we did, like we did last year, right? And just like we did Michael Parsons as well. Gotcha. Read off to y'all boys to death. Wherever y'all go, we going the other way. Yeah. Uh, Hassan ready. He's the player of the game. He was the MVP for that game, and you know why. If it wasn't, and I told you he would be. If it wasn't for that, yep, yep. It's a good thing you didn't say he would be two weeks later because he was not in the Super Bowl. I forgot he was playing. But in that NFC Championship, yes, you were right. He was the MVP. Never wasn't playing. If he doesn't, if he doesn't take Purdy out of that game, it may be a different story, Nick. It might have been yeah. a different story. Yeah. And we probably wouldn't have lost the Super Bowl. We might have would have actually won it. If it was a fifth, would you go? Would you go home me when these uh, Timberwolves fall into the <laughs> What is it? Uh, the Don, the Don Julio. Yeah, we can go with Don. That's fine. I ain't had no Don in a minute. Yeah, he already got. He got a good bite to it. I like. I like that treatment. What was I supposed to be getting if the Timberwolves finished six or better? I, I forgot what I said. Did I? Did I go with the the Hennessy or? <laughs> I think, I think he went brown, so Hennessy Brown. I, yeah, I think it'll yeah. be the I think it'll be the Duse. Uh Hennessy Duse, maybe Remy. Tonight my pockets look at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh we'll we'll see. We'll see. That's all I got though, guys. This has been a long one, but it was so much stuff to talk about because everything really we thought we were gonna have a, a quick show. Then all kind of stuff just the news just started popping. Like NFL yeah, was really yeah, buzzing. NFL was buzzing on Monday. And uh, it started with Derek Carr, <clears throat> excuse me, and then Derek Henry, and um, De- DeAndre Hopkins. Have anybody heard anything about him? Where is he going? If he has, I heard anything like it. Next week, a lot of things are going to unfold. Though as free agency opens up, uh, y'all check on Terrence in the next twenty-four hours, twelve hours. Just check on him, especially if there's not a tag. Even though I think it will be, but let's just make sure Terrence doesn't go to that bridge. And he doesn't look over there and think about <laughs> make sure he doesn't think about jumping, man. Because I he looks very, very upset, disappointed. And I get it. But yeah, man, just remember y'all, this is just a game. And this game that I tell you all is not real. And so these players are going where they're meant to go, where they're where they're put to go. Everything that they're doing, they're planting the seeds. Because those NFL meetings that they have in March, it's really it's really discussion. Hey, this team's going to go here. This team's going to be in the playoffs. This one's going to the Super Bowl. I, that's what they're really planning. Um, 
Somebody asked me a question the other day. They said, if you could just give the, the audience one reason as to why you think that these leagues are rigged. And I said, well, here's one. How come when players do things, coaches, players, or whatever, if it has to do with the team, they're always disciplined. Always. Nine times out of ten, something happens. How come when officials mess up, they immediately let you know they messed up the very next day, which means nothing for the team or the fan base, but they never get disciplined. They're never held accountable. Now, I know uh, Adam Silver just came out recently and said that, well, our referees, uh, they're held accountable for their mistake. Oh, yeah, what? He didn't answer. He didn't say what? He didn't say what they do. What do they do to them? Do they find them? Let me see the fines. Put them at the bottom of the screen. Why don't we see those reports? Why are the officials never held accountable? It's easy because they're doing nothing wrong. That was my reason. That was my answer to the person that asked me that. They're doing nothing wrong. They're doing what they're told to do. That's why they're never held accountable. They are doing what they told them to do. When the official picked up Tom Brady after calling an offensive P.I., I mean a defensive P.I. on the Jaguars in the 2017 AFC Championship game, and immediately after that game ended, they was patting Brady on the chest like and high-fiving him. Like, yeah, man, y'all almost lost that game, but we came through for you. You, you know you weren't going to lose. I mean, that's what the stripes are for, baby. And, I mean, it was like, whoa, did anybody see that? Because it was a bad call. The Jaguars and the – but the Jaguars and the Patriots in the Super Bowl – I mean, the Jaguars and the Eagles in the Super Bowl, I guess that didn't sound like a lot of views, maybe. That didn't sound like a, a huge ratings. I'm not sure. So it was Brady versus the Eagles. But I'm just saying, like, when they get called out the next day for, yeah, that was a bad call. We made a mistake. We looked at this rule. We looked at this. They never held, they're never held accountable. And the answer for that is that because they didn't do anything wrong. That's exactly where the game was scripted for it to end on a bad call. But they were supposed to make that bad call. That's all I'm saying. Um, and I know they, it's a physical sport, and they take they get roughed up. They get injured. All that stuff is real. And these players are really good. But in the end, they still – if they say, Justin Jefferson, you're going to have two catches for 22 yards, and you're like, man, get the fuck out of here. Justin Jefferson ain't going to have no, no two catches for 22 yards. If that's what they tell him to do, that's what he's going to do. And they'll just make it look like, hey, they zoned them, they doubled them on here, and then they put Slay on them, and Slay did this, and then Gardner Johnson came over and done that. Uh, they, you know, they'll make it look like this is the reason why, but it's just basically because, hey, you're going two for 22. All right, that's it. We're done. Uh, good show, guys, and uh, uh, hopefully we got some good news uh, here in these next few episodes to say about Memphis, to say about John Morant. Because every time we talk about Memphis, it's just it never seems to be anything good. Hopefully, it, hopefully that'll change. And uh, uh, to piggyback off of what Terrence was saying earlier in the show, guys, if something is wrong, it's just wrong. That's just it. You don't have to feel some type of way because oh, that's Ja. You better stay off of him. Get off of him. Or what some of these girls are saying. That's my baby daddy. Don't be talking about him like that. Man, if he's, <laughs> if he's wrong, he's wrong. This is bad influences that we're setting up for the kids, man. You can't condone that. I don't give a damn. Worry. And he's from South Carolina. 
So some of you Memphians that are saying some of the things that you're saying, you sound ignorant and foolish. He don't give a damn about y'all. He don't give a damn about Memphis. He's not from Memphis. He's just here right now getting paid. I mean paid. But I mean, that's it. He could care less about Memphis. Nobody cares about Memphis. Nobody but Memphis. And why should they? You know, the past year or so, it's been a horrible place. It's, you know, not, nothing to be proud of or happy about at all. So, yeah, let's let's cut that out. Ja was wrong. And, you know, he can't do this. He has to tone it down. He just has to. What are we doing this for? Just to say, hey, man, I'm real. Oh, yeah, Ja's a real one. Who's he proving that to? Who? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, sit up in jail or sit somewhere, you know, bagging groceries or something. Whatever you may have to go to if this don't work out. And, 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 and you know, are you going to be able to hang your head on? Well, at least they know I'm a real one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, man. At least they know I'm about that life. About what? Just be about playing basketball, bro. That's it. And and, and, and and let's stop getting our feelings in these comments and stuff, man. It is what it is. The dude messed up. He has to be held accountable. After that, let's get right. Clean it up. It's cool. Get back out there and ball out. Because everybody knows I'm a big, I'm a huge job fan. Huge. But I'm not about to AJ, take up. AJ Brown said that boy trying to be Larry Hoover. I'm not about to I'm not about to take up for anything like that though. Okay, so what's the name? Real quick, Ja Morant is now called Ja Warrant. How did how are they saying it? <laughs> is it is it is it Warrant or Warrant? Just Warrant. I, I don't know, but the internet is wild. It's a wild place. It's wild. There's the picture of Gilbert Arenas and the two pistols. They're saying that's the fat head that was on his wall when he was growing up. Um, so I'm like, yeah, yeah I think the, the craziest thing I saw was probably them uh, remixing the Eminem song. Damn, I didn't see yeah. that one. Yeah, they, they played it over a video showing him like showing the school he went to and like a, a family picture with his parents and you know, you know, the, Clarence lives at home with both parents. Oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the funniest one I've seen so far. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, like the red fro. I was like, yeah. <laughs> that was good. And, I, I, and I, I saw one where they were like, if if David Stern <laughs> was the commissioner, they they played this clip of uh, Dave Chappelle. He was like, "Where is Ja?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, guys. Oh, you uh, know, the internet has had some fun with it. Was that Eight Mile? Was that the Eight Mile thing? Yeah, that they were doing yes. with Eminem. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the funniest one, man. That that's that was hilarious. That was a good one there. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the yeah. pictures. <laughs> the internet's a terrible place. Man, man, you talk about pity. Oh my god. <laughs> terrible place. Terrible. <laughs> Charles Barkley voice. Got me choking up, man. Damn, that was some funny stuff. I'm sure everybody's seen it and heard it though, but yeah, um anyway, again. Not saying he doesn't deserve none of this right now, but uh, Ja, come on, man, let's get it together and uh, come on, man, let's. let's we're supposed to be talking championships here. Instead, we're talking about maybe are you going to be available for the playoffs? Hopefully, we'll see what they do. Maybe he will just be away for a few games. It seems like they're really they're messing with him tough here. They know his ratings, so we'll see. But uh, meanwhile, uh, Zion Williamson is he back? Is he playing? I don't think so. No. Still not playing. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, what if the New York Knicks go to the NBA Finals? Wow, wouldn't that be something? Don't do chance like that. It's been, it's been hard enough for him already. That would be really good for him considering he won't have a football team after, what, a week or two, maybe? 
That'll be something. He that would be good for him. Seriously, that would be good for him. I just don't see Lamar Jackson suiting up as a Raven. I don't. Uh, all right, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers. Maybe this stuff will break as soon as it does. We'll be back, and we'll try to get it to you as soon as we can, regardless of what day it may be. Um, we're going to try to come back with a wrestling episode also for the wrestling audience. Uh, WWE Revolution, I mean, AEW Revolution just ended that pay-per-view. There's some CM Punk hints where he could be returning. Uh, I got some stuff to say about MJF. I'm sure Terrence does as well. The Bloodline, the best story in wrestling, uh, that continues. And um, uh, also something else that uh, me and Terrence need to discuss about Matt Riddle. I'm not sure if he knows it or not, but his days in the WWE may be over or numbered. I don't know. Uh, they're definitely not thinking about him right now. He's not even – he could have came back for the WrestleMania and nothing. He's been out of rehab, all of that, so we'll talk about it. Um, that's all I got. We got to get out of here. I'm sorry it's been a long one, but it was a good show, a lot to talk about, and free agency is going to be wild. Wild, 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 I believe. I think all of these quarterbacks are going to get shuffled. So that's it for me, guys. Hey, peace out, guys. Y'all be easy.